Welcome to This Grit and Grace Life. You've got questions, we've got answers. From the boardroom to the bedroom, car lines to college, single, married, or single again, we're bringing real answers to help you live and love your grit and grace life. Welcome to This Grit and Grace Life. I'm Darlene Brock. What's up, friends? I'm Julie Bender. Yeah, I had to wait a little while for Julie to keep chewing on her energy bar. Apparently, you didn't eat breakfast. Is that right? Well, that is my breakfast. <laughs> I, just, I had to actually eat breakfast before I could say anything of value. Well, that's good. <laughs> well, this week, we're going to talk about smart living. Take a little bit of wisdom that has been offered from the women of Grit and Grace and unpack it for you. Oh, you know, just a little shameless plug for Smart Living with Grit and Grace. Ah, I love it. It's it's worth going to. Well, before we go to the genius women of Grit and Grace life, let's go to the genius of the internet. Oh, okay. This <laughs> dangerous. Is, yeah, it is dangerous. It actually was when we were searching. All right. Here's one that I think is probably true. Trust dogs. They always know whom to stay away from. I feel like I've never known a dog that didn't like just go up to anyone and everyone. You know, I don't like dogs. I'm going to ruin this one either, no matter what I say. (laughs) I think they, you know, they get mad at people who they think are going to attack you. But you know what's funny? I was telling Lauren, my daughter, this, and she said, well, you could put cats because cats hate me. That's funny. Yeah, it is. I was going to say, I almost would trust the cats more. (laughs) (laughs) All right. This one I know in real life because I grew up in northern Indiana. Never eat yellow snow. <laughs> I mean, do people not know that? I hope they do, but we just wanted to say it in case. Just to be clear. <laughs> um, this is funny. Never trust an electrician with no eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's kind of logic in that. If he burned him off, he's not the guy you want to wire your house. I don't know that I trust anyone with no eyebrows, actually. <laughs> All right. Here's one. Your husband will think you're a great wife if you are willing to laugh at his jokes when no one else does. Okay. I mean, that's That's a solid marriage tip. I mean, I laugh at my own jokes. I mean, what if your (laughs) tip is just laugh at your own jokes? So there's always someone laughing. That's good. (laughs) Well, if you don't know where your kids are in the house, just turn off the internet and watch them magically appear. Oh, I think that is absolutely true. So true. So true. All right, I do believe in this one because I've lived it. All you need in life is duct tape and WD-40. It will fix anything you have to repair. (laughs) I mean, I'm totally with the duct tape. I don't know that I've ever actually applied WD-40 to things, but I think I have some. Oh, I just had to do the doors to get them to quit squeaking the other day. Um, And, you you know, it went everywhere because... Why have I not used that? Yeah, there you go. All right, there's my project I'll give you a can on your way out. (laughs) Just in case mine is like dried up from not being <laughs> yeah. used. All right. Well, in case of fire, exit the building before tweeting about it. For me, I'd have to say before creating an Insta story about it. <laughs> As you're running out the door. <laughs> I do remember I got into a really bad car accident years and years and years ago. And I remember like searching for my phone and like tweeting, I just got in an accident. I'm like, really? But I mean, you know, people were reaching out saying if they could help or pray for me. Which... But stop. Don't do that. Don't be that girl. <laughs> Since we launched the Smart Living Instagram account as a part of Grit and Grace Life, we've realized there is a boatload of advice that we have given. But there are times we need to take the wisdom others have and use it. (laughs) 
Not just read it, actually do it. Actually do it. There you go. Well, we can certainly learn from the women around us. Women at Grit and Grace Life have experienced life that you maybe have or maybe will one day or are currently in the middle of. So we've gathered wisdom from women like that that can teach us a lot, and we're going to share some of those with you. All right. We're going to start with one from Ashley Johnson, who's the managing editor at Grit and Grace Life. I love this one, Julie. Dreading is worse than doing. What does that, dreading? Oh, you mean like worrying? Yeah. It was just a cute way of saying Wait, it. it came from a grandmother, so <laughs> oh, it has okay. to be oh, said that way. <laughs> oh, dreading is worse than doing, honey. It's, it's, I feel like we have to add honey. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a perfect statement because mm-hmm. it's the truth. We sit around and worry about mm-hmm. something instead of jumping in. That's true, because when you do that, your imagination creates all kinds of potential problems that you begin dreading, and most of them probably never happen. It's true, isn't it? I mean, can you remember some of the pictures that were painted in your mind about something you were trying to avoid, and it didn't turn out that way at all? Mm -hmm. So what are some things that maybe we're currently dreading that we just need to make a change and start doing? Oh, it could go from household chores. I mean, who really wants to clean the bathroom? Or having a difficult conversation with Mm -hmm. someone. Who Mm -hmm. does not dread that one? Yeah. Yeah, or maybe some of us have something bigger, like there's a life change that you know you need to go ahead and do, make the move, quit the job, start the job, go to school, whatever you fill in the blank. Just go ahead and do it. Stop thinking about it, worrying about it, you know, creating scenarios in your head and just do it. Yeah, because the reality is the pain is usually in the dreading, not in the doing. There's very little in life that is as bad as you think it's going to be. Hmm. Okay, so the next one is from Caroline Beidler, and she says, you can't have a healthy relationship if you have a broken picker. Ain't that the freaking truth? It is the truth, (laughs) and I love it. And, you know, Caroline comes from real-life experience. She will tell you, and actually has in some of her articles at Grit and Grace Life, that she picked some real duds and <laughs> it did not go well. And and through, you know, multiple unhealthy relationships, she came to a point where she realized she was the one with the problem. She was picking unhealthy people to do life with. Um, so she said she was kind of looking at relationships almost like those HDTV shows where, you know, you're picking something that you're going to fix. You're going to remodel. You're going to make it over. And she had to stop doing that. Yeah, because you can't do that with men. I mean, you might be able to do it with a house, but what you see really is what you get. So I guess we need to pick the healthy move-in version or maybe one that only needs like a fresh coat of paint. <laughs> yeah, I Not think there's truth in that <laughs> actually. But, you know, no one's going to be perfect. No man's going to be perfect. No woman's going to be perfect. But if you can say, you know, he doesn't need a whole remodel and walls coming down and all of that, he simply, as do I, need just a little bit more life to figure things out. Mm-hmm. That's who you should pick. Okay, this next one is from Allison McCormick. You might recognize her writing, or she was recently on the show, and she says, girl, stand up straight. Yeah, her mama said that when she was growing up. Now, Julie, I don't know if you remember. I know they do back braces when someone literally broke their back, Mm. but when I was growing up and Allison was growing up, they would do it to fix your posture. So you would have to extreme. (laughs) It kind of was. And her mama threatened that. But, you know, I I had a friend who came to school and had to wear big shirts because she had this big old back brace in the back of her her shirt holding her upright. And her mama threatened that because she wanted her to stand up straight. 
I mean, so when you kind of take this more philosophical, big picture, standing up straight in life is what's going to get us through hard circumstances. You know, God encouraging us, strengthening us through these things. You know, Allison actually said, for me, God used a failed first marriage, the loss of a baby and fertility and the loss of a coveted job to remind me that I am more than my poor decisions, my biology and what I do. And that's what some of those, you know, difficult things that we all go through, they ultimately do. They kind of quote unquote, give us that straight backbone that we need. And so some of us are, you know, we're stuck in a self-esteem issue or poor identity issues because of those things. And instead we need to look and recognize who we are today because of some of those things. It's true. And I know we've talked on different episodes about things we've gone through and I can look back at my health issues, the loss of my father to suicide, having a difficult mother, all of that, that were challenges in my life. And on the other side of those, I can say it helped me stand up straight, a little bit stronger, a little bit truer. And I know that's true with you too, Julie. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I, I think I would not be who I am today if I didn't have the, you know, f- like textbook example of a dysfunctional childhood and ultimately leading me to a difficult first marriage and widowhood. And here's the deal. As you're listening, you could list multiple things that have been hard for you, but you've worked through it. You've overcome it. So stand up straight, girl. All right. Here's one that's hard for moms sometimes. All of us. Don't, don't pretend like that's not true for you. Say no to your kids. That was Amy Saxby's advice. And it's, it's right. You know, it's hard to say no. Apparently, Amy's parents said no to her a lot, is what she wrote. And that they were creating boundaries for her. They were creating or removing opportunities that her peers had, that other parents said yes. And at the time when she was a kid, that was really hard for her. But then she had her own kids mm-hmm. and her perspective changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, when I read this at first, you know, say no to your kids, I'm thinking, well, I say no, but then I give 57 reasons why my no is important and why Lincoln should be okay with it. And instead we just need to say no, because we know better. (laughs) We are protecting them. We are giving them boundaries. And when they grow up, they are going to recognize that we were doing the best good by giving them the hard no's. Yeah, and I think it's real easy when they're toddlers to say, don't touch that, don't walk out the door. Chelsea, my youngest, sent a picture the other day of her um, littlest one standing on a kid's table by the door that opens to the outside that fell down three steps if it happened to open. And of course, his four-year-old sibling was holding his back as if that would help. (laughs) And it's like, all right. Not nothing about this makes sense. And it's easy to say then don't do that. Mm -hmm. But then they get older and you think as a teenager or preteen, what boundaries need to be made Mm -hmm. and you need to create that for them, too. Yeah, I mean, just to name a few, boundaries with technology, boundaries with the type of friendships they're allowed to have, um, you know, how much unsupervised time they have with those friends, especially friends of the opposite sex. I mean, the examples could go on, but don't feel bad if you're the mom that's saying no. You're, you're probably doing the best good. All right. I've always loved this one. Quitting isn't always failing by Dr. Zoe Shaw. Now, If you've been to Great and Grace Life at all, you will find unbelievable wisdom from Dr. Zoe. Her Ask Dr. Zoe column and the articles she's written, she's not only educated, she's smart. 
But this one really rang true. I think we often say, if we quit, we fail. That's not always the case. I remember when Zoe first um, gave us this article, I was like, wait, what? Not all quitting is failing? Like, I need to read this. Um, And it really was kind of a paradigm shift of reminding us that there are some times that the strongest thing we can do is know when to throw in the towel and say, I've done my best, but this just ain't working for me. So, you know, there, there might be times that, you know, your priorities have changed and it's okay to say, I no longer am going to keep doing this thing over here because other things are more important. Yeah. I know this was really hard for me. Uh, sometimes you put so much into it. You've already invested so much time and energy and resources that you think, I can't quit. Mm -hmm. I just can't quit. And that's not true either. Mm -hmm. Here's another one. When your why is wrong. Mm. Why am I doing that? Oh, these are good, Julie. (laughs) I know. Like, you know, sometimes it's because you care what other people think about what you're doing instead of the fact that you actually want to do it. Yeah. That would be a huge example of your why being wrong or because, well, I've always done it this way, or I've just always done this thing. Double check your why and consider if it might be time to quit. All right. When you realize it's never going to get better Mm. and nothing's going to change. Mm. That's a hard one. That is a hard one. That's a hard one. And and that can be hard to get to that point. You know, sometimes you're second guessing yourself as to, is this really where I am? And this is where I'll just plug Dr. Zoe in general, you know, finding someone who, you know, a therapist or a counselor who can help you determine, have you reached this point where you have done everything you can do And there's nothing that's going to change. Yeah. Here's one that's real life. When it is literally sucking the life out of you. All right. When more work won't bring more success. Mm. All right, ladies, we're telling you sometimes you throw in the towel. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you quit. That's wisdom. Mm -hmm. That's not failure. Mm. Okay. Then there's this quote from Darlene Brock. You may recognize her name. (laughs) When in doubt, don't. You know, that that seems so simple, but I got that from my mother-in-law, who was an incredibly wise woman, and I was working on something that I needed to make a decision on. It was part of our business. It was a real big life decision, and I'd already done everything. I had listed my pros and cons. I'd, I'd gone to other people I respect and asked what they thought. I had prayed about it and sought wisdom for my decision. And I could not come up with the right answer. Mm -hmm. I did not know what I should do. And I was telling her about this, and she looked at me and went, when in doubt, don't. And I went, okay. That's it. That's it. You mean I don't do? She said, no. If if doubt is ongoing, don't do anything. Because the answer will come at the right time in the right way for the the right answer. And it took so much pressure off of me, Julie. I guess kind of a, another way of saying that would be, you know, if you don't have peace about it, then continue to pause. You know, the, the peace will come when the decision is right. So yeah. I think and pausing is not a negative. Right. It's often a positive because you've gathered more a information. Positive. Sorry. Say that again. A positive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was clever. I like Thank that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, it can add things that needed to be there before yeah. you made your final decision. So when in doubt, don't. Love it. All right. Don't be afraid to ask the question. That's Tess Lopez. Um, it's true. 
you know, I think we all get a little bit timid about asking a question. And she said as a young girl that she resembled Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz and how timidly Dorothy approached the man behind the curtain to ask for his help returning to Kansas. She was terrified. Mm -hmm. And she said she felt like that in everything, that she was afraid to ask. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, asking questions is literally the best way to understand, you know, get the information you need in order to make the best decision. But I can totally relate. I feel like we've all been in situations where you're like, I have a question, but am I an idiot that I don't know the answer to this? And most of the time, if you're willing to ask the question, there's probably other people who are like, yeah, I needed to know that too. It's or true. that wasn't clear. Thank you for asking that. <laughs> it is so true. Mm -hmm. And there is not a dumb question. Mm -hmm. And anybody who acts like it's a dumb question or treats you like it's a dumb question, honestly, they're not worth your time. Mm. Because if they're not willing to walk you through the answer, then they're probably not your information source. Mm. You need to go somewhere else. So know that if you don't know the answer, it's actually not dumb to ask the question. It might be dumb to not ask the question. Indeed. All right. No one can relate to perfection. This is Rachel Hagstrom, which she talks about a lot. And Rachel, um, we, we have had her, have we had her before? Yeah, we've had her on another podcast, and we have another one coming up from her, too, that I think you will love. But Rachel is one of those beautiful women who you think has everything in life worked out. Mm. And she will tell you that perfection has come from a long line of women in her family. They've all stood in front of the mirror and fixed this and fixed that and talked about how they were not uh, skinny enough, they were not pretty enough, they were not something enough. And she has finally come to the place that perfection is not achievable. Mm -hmm. And nobody even relates to it. Right, right. I mean, we're all on social media in some place. And so we end up, you know, showing up there and then feeling like we have to compare ourselves to everyone else there. And, and inevitably we will find something that we are not enough of in comparison to. And that's just such a negative spiral that we have to get away from because the bar of perfection being set in all of these different ways and places that we have access to now through the internet is literally not achievable and not. does not deserve our time. Doesn't or emotion mm -hmm. behind it. And the reality is when we start embracing and identifying our imperfections, our flaws, our blind spots, our insecurities, whatever it is, it actually makes us more relatable to everybody else. Mm -hmm. Because Julie, you said it's not, you're right, it's not real life. It's mm -hmm. not, it's not the world as it is. It's not humanity as it is. So when you know the things in you that are quote unquote flaws, and I actually kind of fight that. I don't think they're flaws. I think they're part of your living and learning experience. Mm -hmm. They're part of the things you grow from. They're part of the things that you develop in. They're not negatives. They can always turn into be positives, but they're also some of the most identifiable and relatable things that are in your life. Yeah. I mean, haven't you ever had an experience where you're willing to go first, you're vulnerable and you say, Hey, this is something that is not my best, or, you know, I'm not as great at this, or I struggle with this. And the person you're talking to kind of like, you could see her countenance kind of settle and say, wait, me too. I struggle with that too. Or I feel that way too. And there's a connection that can be formed there instead of, you know, a separation or, you know, a boundary between you. It's true. We all 
keep these masks on when we meet people. And it's not like you just need to air your dirty laundry to everybody you meet, but to build healthy relationships, it requires that vulnerability. And then it always creates relatability. So perfection doesn't exist. I mean, definitely not between you and me, Dar. Nope. Um, and not from anyone listening to this show. So the sooner we accept this about ourselves, the more we'll learn to embrace our imperfections and genuinely connect despite them. Mm, so true. All right. This is an everybody at Grit and Grace Life, all of the women that are involved in it, hold to this truth. And that is real beauty is found in a woman's strength. Mm. We talked about perfection. We talked about saying no to your kids. We talked about all the other things that we just listed, you know, Dredden is doing and all of that. And so we could feel insecure about ourselves. And then we could look in the mirror and go, we're not that pretty. But the truth is dealing with things in life and overcoming things in life and drawing strength. That's where beauty really comes from. Well, in, in a world, you know, we talk about social media and perfectionism and comparison in a world that is constantly defining and then redefining beauty. There is one source that supersedes all opinions and trends and highlight reels. And that truly is our individual strength. Yeah. And again, it's gained by life. And have you noticed, Julie, that you, you, <laughs> I say this, I have to admit that I am the older woman. And as women age, much to all of our dismay, their beauty or lack thereof comes through. You know, you can't cover up as much as you could when you were 20 or 30 or 40. And whoever you are within yourself, whatever trials you've gone through and grace and mercy that you've gained for yourself and compassion along the way, that's what shines through. Mm -hmm. And your strength and your your kindness and your compassion, those are, I love the 90-year-old woman that just have big old smiles and you go, I like you so much. But it's because of who they are in the life that they've lived and the strength that they gained. So now we know that perfection doesn't exist. Standing straight comes from hard times. Asking questions makes us smart. We know we can pause when we're in doubt. We can create better relationships by having a better picker. We can say no to our kids and we can know when to quit. And then we tie it all up by doing instead of dreading. I mean, I feel like we've got a lot from this episode alone to we give did. us a better grit and grace life. It's true. And everything that we talked about today is a way to build strength. And when we do build that strength, we are so much more beautiful. Yeah. If you're looking for more wisdom like this, make sure you go to the link in the show notes to get our free ebook of Smart Living with Grit and Grace. Like I said, it'll be right in the show notes. You can sign up and get that in your inbox for free. Dar, can we wrap it up with a Bible verse? We can, uh, from the book of Proverbs, which is considered the book of wisdom. Yes. Getting wisdom is the wisest thing you can do, and whatever else you do, develop good judgment. And that comes from Proverbs 4-7. Well, friends, we hope that you learned at least one or two great things to take into your grit and grace life this week. Be sure you click the show notes on this one. It's full of great articles that you're going to want to refer to. And again, that free ebook. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of This Grit and Grace Life. Make sure you've subscribed and rated and reviewed the show so more friends can find us. You can also share about this episode on your social media or send it to a friend you think it could help. 
You can find everything we talked about in this episode on our website, gritandgracelife.com, where you'll also find plenty of other articles from other women answering questions you may have.